Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of the Corazon Chronicles podcast. I'm Janice. I'm Ray. And uh, today we are going to have a smorgasbord of um, topics. Yes, it's going to be an exciting episode. We've got a couple of steamy topics. And uh, of course, we're going to revisit the old Reddit thread of uh, am I the asshole? So I'm having way too much fun with Reddit, <laughs> for real. Um, before we dive into today's episode, just want to remind you to subscribe, share, tune in, Absolutely. review, do all the things to help us grow. We've been getting incredible feedback from you. And so we want to keep this train moving along and um, expanding what we talk about so dm us on twitter instagram follow us on youtube do all the things yeah i, I love the feedback that we've been getting it seems like everybody uh, is getting a kick out of the show so this is awesome i love it yes okay so first topic for today's show yes ma'am the buzzword of i feel like 2023 is narcissism Gosh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I can't even spell narcissism. So, <laughs> And I know this came up because both of us have been consuming relationship content, you know, through different podcasts and right. whatnot. And it seems like on social media, there's just a lot of people who are attempting to become amateur psychologists and like diagnosed everybody that they're dating. You know, there's a bunch of influencers now that are like talking about narcissism and love bombing and gaslighting and like all these terms that people swear they know what the hell they're talking about. But do they really? Chances are they don't. Right, right, right. And one of the things that has been on my mind is this topic of love bombing, which is typically associated with the discussion around narcissism. Yeah, when you brought that up, the love bombing thing, honestly, I think I've been kind of out of the loop on I mean, I feel like I've heard it a little bit, but when I heard the term, I like instantly went to like photo bombing and I was trying to like <laughs> put them together, but um you broke it down for me a little bit, so but this will be my second time hearing it, so I guess I'll kind of weigh in after I hear. Yes. So love bombing is is associated with people who are on the narcissistic personality disorder spectrum. Hmm. Okay. And is that actual disorder? Like it is, a narcissist? It's is... an actual disorder and apparently it's the only mental illness that has no cure 
because a narcissist is unable to actually like accept their responsibility Jeez. and that's what makes them a narcissist and so they will not accept medical help man i'm I'm not gonna lie it's starting to sound like being a narcissist isn't that bad <laughs> like i could just go go through life without any consequences hold on guys i'm a narcissist yeah it kind of i don't know like what i'm out. doing <laughs> and i won't take responsibility so, so great it's <laughs> problematic right in, in and of oh, itself hilarious but the topic of love bombing comes up and basically i'm reading now from insider um the definition okay it is when one person is overly attentive at the beginning of a relationship so that they can gain control and manipulate you mm -hmm. now the degree to which a person love bombs you is like un like abnormally strong and intense like right. you meet and a week later they're like i want to marry you let's move in together like you are the center of my universe Ugh. i've never experienced anything so incredible in my life you're the most gorgeous person i've ever set my eyes on and it, it all happens very quickly and very intensely okay um this actually reminds me of some of my mom's friends i think it's a running joke in the gay community my uncle's gay and stuff like that but they say like you know lesbians move move fast right it's like a thing i'm sure there's my some lesbian of you out there friends know. have also told me yeah this. it's like a thing that they all know so as soon as i hear that i'm like uh, maybe a lot of lesbians are narcissists <laughs> because you know as you folks know we we partake in the 90 day fiance and and there's a a, a lesbian couple on there and the, the one chick is moving to the u well trying to move to the uk without even letting the girl in the uk really know she just like went to visit her and then she's like i love you so much even though it's been a few months and then she's yeah. like by the way my lease ends in a month and i don't plan on renewing it can i come live with you and the girl's like what yeah <laughs> it's like this is crazy so the the love bombing is basically intended to like create this really really intense bond between the people right away yes with the ultimate goal of the narcissist then like gaining something yes it's like maybe monetary gain or yes. some type of status or exactly and I feel like the celebrities way that they go through that oh yeah i mean know? i think a lot of so people much. in hollywood are narcissistic right, right. in general and so there's definitely probably a like pervasive group of people in that arena but um basically what happens is like once the love bomber aka the narcissist like has you in their grips mm -hmm they become abusive they become controlling they become manipulative and they use the fact that like you're everything to me why would you want to spend time with anybody oh, so else? They, they get in and then they flip and they isolate you into who they really are. yeah oh i see so that's like okay like split personality or something yeah okay i didn't realize i thought maybe they were doing it to like sucker somebody in and because i at first when i was when i was hearing you say it i was like well it sounds like those things could happen for people you know if you have like a quick connection with somebody i'm sure that i don't know about the moving in part but i i mean i'm i'm sure that people have said i love you or felt love and felt like a low-key obsession with somebody within a couple of, of weeks right yeah. so I'm, I'm sure that does happen but if there's something to gain and then once they get in they change and like you said they try to isolate people and stuff yeah um there's a i i'll have to pull it up for the next episode but there's a behavior wheel um and it's something i've learned about and there's a certain amount of behaviors i think there's like six or eight behaviors on there and and it's uh for like domestic abuse and stuff like that and one of those behaviors is isolation mm -hmm. so when you said that i was thinking about that one thing on the wheel and um can can the narcissist love bombing thing could it be in a positive thing or is it just they get in and they turn into something negative it's it's never a positive thing because it's the bond is used to manipulate and control and coerce and like mm. take advantage of Heard. right okay. so basically it 
another thing that this article says is like love bombers also make it hard for their partner to leave the relationship because the abuser can come back with extravagant apologies or symbols of love and attempt to guilt their partner into staying. Mm. So there's just like a lot of man emotional manipulation that's associated with this affection that's being given. It's not like unconditional love, like you are the best thing that's ever happened to me, but right. if we were to break up, like I'm not going to ruin your fucking life. It's like, bitch, you better be with me or I'm going to ruin your life. Or I'm going to kill myself. Yes. I know people well, use that all the time. Yes. I mean, it's like we were just talking about that with your mom. Shout out to Mama Torres out there. But yeah, like it's crazy that people, the links that they go to to control somebody and stuff. Yeah. So what would you, do you have, have you ever experienced love bombing or have you had any friends that kind of went through that? Because you have some friends that have, you know, they're entrepreneurs and stuff. They yeah. have something to lose, I guess, right? So. I think I've definitely been love bombed. I would say like one of my last like situationships, it, it was like that. It was mm. like very like, oh my God, you're amazing. You're incredible. And then it's like, okay, but then you ghost for like two weeks. And but did it's they like, know what you did? Like, did no. they, so there wasn't really, so what were they, I guess, all right. I, it was just know. for the physical um, benefits. They wanted you in there, You right, know, it's right, just like, right. but I, when it was convenient for them, not like in a mutual, mm. I want to spend time together in any way shape or fashion it just felt very like i'm gonna tell you all these things that you want to hear in order to you know break down your walls and then it's like i'm gonna take advantage of you and then it's like i'm out mm -hmm. you know yeah i think that happens to a lot of people i think so too do you think that it happens um is there like a certain age group that happens because i feel like there's like not really like 16 or 18 to 21 year olds that are really love bombing each other too much i, I guess mean, i feel like it'd be like folks that are kind of grown and i don't know right? because the the those the couple on 90 day fiance the other way where it's the dude who's moving to the philippines and they're like living on facetime yeah, 24 7 yeah those are kids that yeah. for me feels very much like a narcissistic codependent she relationship that, right? where she was love bombing the, i mean they both i think are they're both like very unhealthy mentally <laughs> yeah they're um, facetime 24 7 while they sleep it's crazy yeah, and it's like using the the jealousy as the excuse as to why i need to fucking watch you 24 right. 7 like that all feels very much in that realm and they're both and they're uh, like 20 somethings yeah 21 something like yeah. that and they're both she's really bad about projecting her insecurities about getting cheated on in the past you know uh, i think she said something crazy like she got cheated on 10 times by the same guy or something yeah. um you guys need to tune into this stuff i mean it's shameless crazy. plug for the for the 90 day it's uh i had to obviously i, I got into it once i got into a relationship but <laughs> Well, now that I'm in it, I'm hooked. I'm not going to lie. So it's just crazy. Like, I, I find it fascinating to see, like, how people just relate to each other and all the different ways that relationships can manifest both positively and negatively. Now, the thing that frustrates me about the whole love bombing conversation oh, let's go. comes from social. And I feel like it's everybody's just like, it's all love bombing. You know, if he's too into you, if it's too, if it feels like he's a simp. You know, if he's like going out of his way for you, oh, it's love bombing. And oh, I'm like, so like if the guy gets flowers for you, like or something like that, it's kind of like it, it, they're making everybody feel like there's an ulterior motive with yes, everything somebody does. That's the thing. And for me, I'm just like, that's how that's toxic, toxic narrative yes, that's because very it's like toxic. so nobody can now do anything out of the genuineness of like wanting to build a relationship with you, or it has to be on some fucking timeline that who decided like how quickly you can say things like I love you or you move in or you get married like. I know people who have met 
three months later they're married and they're still together 10 years later and then i know people who waited like seven years to get married and they're divorced a month later because it's just like it sounds like to me with that um that that sounds a lot to me like uh some type of battle against love because love is really in right now um it's starting to really take over uh, not just like all the hippie kumbaya it's all love but it really is all love and everybody's kind of gravitating towards that you know um so there are going to be people that go against that and i i don't know i think that uh i think that's very toxic too you know but that also sounds like people that are projecting and that are you know class one self-sabotagers and, and now they're out there self-sabotaging other people right and yeah. planting this seed of like man i met this guy or i met this chick you know they're great had great connection stuff like that um i kind of want to do something for them um i might want to like leave flowers at her car at her job or something and now all of a sudden now you're like this like fucking weird stalker guy you're yeah. like dude I, I i like the guy but i came out to my car and like fuck this guy knows where i work and i don't know you know it could be like a really sweet thing and then all of a sudden he gets blocked he's like you know damn i'm a fucking weirdo now i think <laughs> honestly I, I fell into that mentality a little bit like when we first met because you Ooh. were so genuine in your like intentions you you were like there was no question in my mind that you were like about it you were like i want to did i did girl. i love bomb you i was i was kind of worried oh, about dang, it now i feel gross <laughs> no but it's just like i guess i could just got so used to like dudes doing the bare minimum mm -hmm. and just like not being expressive about how they felt and just always having a question of like where do i stand right that with you that was never the thing and i was just like why is this normal mm -hmm. and it it should be normal because we should fucking interact with people in a way that doesn't leave them confused and gaslit oh, and all the other things. But I think I don't even know if people know how to like differentiate love bombing versus genuine uh, desire. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a tough one. Right. Because now, you know, if people feel like they have something that, that they have to offer or something that someone's going to want to take advantage of, it's 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 100 percent right to have your your guard up um but i i would be very cautious with it and i wouldn't i wouldn't let it i would try my best not to let it cost me a chance at love and um I, you know if someone's doing some some stuff like that and showing you some gestures and it feels a little strong maybe pump their brakes it's okay to pump their brakes they're caught up in you they're caught up in what they're trying to do to try to swoon and all that stuff which is just normal and if if they come across a little strong but you still kind of like them keep your guard up you know i mean you can always keep that love bombing thing in the back of your mind that's a self-preservation instinct right so i think that always keep that in the back of your mind but don't don't um put it on other people mm. you know don't don't instantly think that because he showed up to dinner with flowers that he's trying to love you know love bomb you yeah he might just be trying to be a good guy and you know whatever but if the guy's like after the first date texting you good night sweet dreams a good morning beautiful how'd you sleep all that stuff it's that's that's too bombing. much yeah it's that's, not that's, but like the the first day after no way you gotta let it chill but for me you know i think how i would I differentiate so I, I let it marinate and i'm like no nah, I'll, I'll you know like you being genuine from the get and just like if you're about it about it what i think would be a red flag for me is like let's say you were doing something that i felt was just like okay this is too much like i'm not ready to meet your mom let's say something okay, like that right sure. how you react to that would tell me are you love bombing me are you a narcissist or are you just like 
How so? Trying to figure shit out. What like, if you were to get pissed off and be like, oh, well, I guess if you're not going to meet my mom, then I shouldn't even bother being in this relationship because there's mm. no future here. Yeah. You know, if that's your reaction, then I'm like, okay, pump the brakes, sir. There's something fucking wrong with trying you. Trying to force the relationship. It's the coercion for mm. me. It's the manipulation. It's the shaming. It's the guilting. Guilt it's trips, yes. That shit hella toxic probably narcissist right. but if your reaction is like okay that's cool babe like you just let me know when you're ready for that you know yeah. i already know like you're fabulous and i can't wait for her to meet you but i also want to do it on your terms right. if that's your reaction not a narcissist y'all it's a green flag yeah you're right you're right if someone if someone um offers stuff like that or whatever but they all they they give it they put it to you with options of of an yes escape no. plan and stuff if mm -hmm. they always give give you an option on like a way out i think that's that's class that's a class act right there for yeah. them being genuine um so yeah i definitely believe that now we're talking about the love bombing thing i'm thinking that maybe i love bomb your mom when she was here. <laughs> it was like you know right away with the hugs and we were love bomb my mom i mean i got you guys flowers when you came back from the convention but that's cute because you've done that already for me so i wasn't like oh I, this is weird well i'm not gonna lie i was there i was getting flowers for you and then i'm like ah that's i don't know what i should do so i i got you the one that had roses and i got her the one that was like just like the daisies or something because i felt like that was very like neutral <laughs> yeah like not you know <laughs> i was thinking about not love bombing even though i didn't really know about love bombing that's hilarious have the self-awareness to question your behaviors you're probably not a narcissist okay. because a narcissist does not you don't okay. factor in other people <laughs> Is somebody gonna think I'm a narcissist? They don't fucking think about that. So or they're the best narcissist in the world and they're trying to get by. There are different types too, which I found out that I was actually married to a narcissist, but he was a covert narcissist, which is somebody who like from all external appearances is like super normal, uh -huh. but then is a fucking like Dr. Jekyll Hyde. Like, like obsessed with himself doors. and stuff? Yes, or? just like completely like lacking empathy for other people. Right, you did um, say that. He never really uh, cared about your successes or anything and stuff. His behaviors, everything is always somebody else's fault, victim blaming. Happening like, to me. I didn't, this is happening because of you. Ah, okay. That type of shit. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I, that's, that's always been a thing that my, the men in my life, my father, my grandfathers, uh, stuff like that have always told me to... The, the the one thing that you can do as a man besides telling the truth or anything anything like that is just just own up to what you've done you know like at the end of the day just just eat it on the chin um and as bad as it sucks as much as it hurts it, you know as hard as it is to swallow i think it's it's better for everybody because at the end of the day no matter how bad it is people can always look back on it and be like i know that if i go ask ray about this thing or whatever i know that i'm i know i'm going to get the right the right thing no matter if he did it or not you know mm -hmm. so anyways yeah yeah that's great so you know to sum all this up <laughs> yeah yeah i think we need to get out of this toxic narrative that's going on that like anytime somebody shows genuine affection desire intention mm -hmm. that they're a fucking narcissist and that they're love bombing you you know i because i think there's also this weird shit about like the feminine energy and the masculine energy playing into this whole conversation where it's just like oh if you're a woman all you got to do is receive you don't like have to be hyping up men mm -hmm. don't give them compliments yeah don't feed their ego don't it's pursue like, them for me i'm like um if a guy if i'm into it i'm gonna let him know if you're doing that's, something right that's the truth i'm gonna let you know like how is a man going to know that they're on the right fucking track if you're just gonna be like not saying anything right and 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 um 
this has also gone, you know, towards the men and a lot of men these days. Uh, I've got a, I've got several friends now that um, they they don't want to pursue anymore. You know, it's tough. Uh, you know, they're not not really not really like not going up at the bar and walking up to them and talking. That's fine. But I mean, as far as like pursuing is, um, you know, always chasing and always like trying to set up dates. Like, you know, I've got my one friend who, who has tried to set up dates with a couple of people and they're always down to go out to the club and meet them at the club. But when it comes down to like reading, you know, riding electric bikes in downtown or something that they, they don't want to do it, you know, and he's like, well, I'm out here trying to have a whole ass girlfriend and, you know, it's great to make out with these chicks at the club and stuff. He's like, but then I, you know, I end up snapping them and let's trying to make plans and, and, and I'm just getting ghosted. It makes him feel like shit. It makes yeah. him wonder why he, he doesn't get what he's doing wrong. Yeah. And, and you're, not, you're not getting rejected at the club when the drinks are flowing and the music's there, but you're getting rejected in like an intimate way when you're, you know, trying to spend some one-on-one time. Um, and I'm sure a lot of guys are going through that and failure sucks, you mm-hmm. know, and the, the definition of his insan- of insanity is doing the same thing and getting the same result. Yeah. So I think that, uh, the whole battle against love is, is there. It yeah. is there. It's there. It's, it's, uh, it's in full swing right now. And, um, and that sucks because the ones that are on the love side, we're loving it, right? <laughs> it's yeah. great over here on this side. It, so. There's so many skeptical people out there right now, I yeah. think, that is also love playing skeptic. into it. It's like you're just walking into shit, like, waiting for the ball to drop or just, like, going into it with such a negative attitude that, like, there is no hope for for it from the beginning. Ooh, babe, that's going to be the name of our enemy arch nemesis podcast. What? It's going to be uh, Love Skeptics. Oh, <laughs> Hey, if you're out there right now, I swear, let's go. Love Cron- Corazon Cron- It's easy to blame other people for when shit goes Especially down. Especially if you love yourself. You're like, there's nothing wrong with me, yeah. right? I mean, if they don't like me, it must be something of my physical appearance. It must have nothing to do with how I talk or how, whatever, you know. Yeah, or even like who you're pursuing. I think with these terms, I, you have another one, right? I think that like with these with these terms and stuff that we're going through, a lot of this stuff, like you said, with uh, people online and stuff is really just regurgitated information. You know, these people go and listen to a podcast or two, and next thing you know, they're at work talking about love bombing and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I think that people should at least know a little bit more about what they're talking about. I think we should give folks some signs just to like make sure that you're not accidentally classifying something as love bombing when it's actually not. I'm here for this. Okay, so obviously it's going to vary person to person, but I'm going to give you nine different signs to be on the lookout for. Nine, okay. Okay. Hell yeah. So number one is they give you excessive compliments, and I want to you know expand on that oh, your hair's so pretty <laughs> your jacket this is such a nice jacket oh my god your earrings those i've really never seen those your eyebrows are perfect god, your smile is so great you're ridiculous <laughs> okay so obviously you know everybody likes to receive compliments but if your partner is going overboard and like complimenting you non-stop this could be a little bit of a red flag because uh, love bombers use this tactic so that your self-esteem and your self-worth become connected to their opinion Ooh, that could be toxic. That's very tricky, yeah. right? Because then if your self-esteem is connected to their opinion, when their opinion changes and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, have you always worn that size? Oh, what's Ooh, up with your hair? The mental warfare then, begins. Yes, oh exactly. Oh, mm-hmm. So you can see how that shit can go. Like, this, is like the, this is the spider web, right? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yes. Okay, so number two, they want to spend time with you nonstop. 
Now, if someone is trying to spend an unreasonable amount of time with you, regardless of the obligations and commitments that you have to other people, mm. this could be a sign they are anxiously trying to move as quickly as possible for you. Trying to get you to like cancel plans and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, like if uh. they want you to like skip out on your family functions or your work obligations or you're missing other things that you used to do because you are spending so much time with this person, it's a problem, right? Mm. So let's say you stop going to the gym, even though you were going to the gym four times a week right. or you used to have a weekly date with your girlfriends and all of a sudden they're like, oh, but you don't want to spend time with me like that type of shit right. that's a sign i think with you and i we've done we've done pretty good about letting each other have like not even really it's not even letting you know it's just like there's not really a problem yeah. you know when you're gonna go have a lunch date or um whatever the case is or i'm gonna go out with my buddies and stuff like that it's never really been um like a Guilting problem yeah, yeah you know and then we we give each other space when 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 the other person's out doing their thing. But even though we're we also love spending time together too, yeah. so it's not like a thing, uh -huh. you know. And eventually, I guess you know we'll hang out in like a group setting or yeah. something. But it is nice to have two different friend groups of like I've always you know, had that. Too. You can go do your thing. I can do my thing. It's nice. I think yeah. that keeps it healthy. I think so. You definitely should not be like losing your identity as an individual in a relationship. Like whoever was there before this person should still be allowed to be there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um you do not have to be up each other's ass twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, I will say Janice doesn't have any guy friends, and I don't have any girlfriends. So I mean I have one girlfriend kind of, but she's the like the girlfriend slash baby mama of, of one of my guy friends and they live together and stuff. She's great. But yeah. other than that, I don't have like a woman that I confide in like, Hey, I'm going to go to the beach with yeah, I'd have a Lindsay today. Like, no, <laughs> like, no way. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Who is, who you guys is... navigate that on your own. Okay. That's uh that's me being Latina. Yeah. Okay. Same. Anyways. Okay. Uh, so number three, they go overboard with expensive gifts. Now, when your partner gives you gifts that feel over the top and lets you know how expensive they are, yeah, that is a love bomb. Yeah, because this can be a ploy to guilt you into staying with them or feeling a sense of obligation to them since they've given you such nice things. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, I got you Taylor Swift tickets. They were twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, and I had to like you know fight people in the fucking street for them. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. just like super <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, this is great. <laughs> okay, number four, they introduce you to important people early on. Love bombers might introduce you to people who are important to them, such as children, family, or close friends, quickly after meeting. This could be for a couple of reasons. It could be um, because they have a sense of abandonment stemming mm. from childhood. It could be because they have abusive relationships and were captive. And so they perpetuate the same thing and try to keep someone captive after they're hooked. Like mm. by, you know, the, I've seen that with my friends who have, are single moms who then get into a relationship and there's this guilt of like, oh my God, but they bonded with this person. What am Your I going to do? They've helped raise them since they were six months old and now they're 14. And how am I going to break up this relationship? Even though you know this shit's fucking toxic. Yeah. Um, I've seen that a lot and I hate that. Same. I have seen that. I yeah. have seen that. I yeah. even saw that um, with my mom when I was growing up. She had a, a, a boyfriend for... His name was Joe, and man, he must have been there maybe six or seven years. But I remember specifically, I came down on a spring break. They were going through it. They were still living together, but they were going through it. And then two and a half, three months later, I came down for my set, my my summer break, and they had separate places, but they were like. He was still coming over to my grandmother's house. Mm. Like you know, he was like he and I were still going out to like the movies and stuff. Like they were trying to hold on. I guess because of me, because he and I got along so well. And then that, that happened for like 
a, maybe one more visit, and then after that, just ghosting. Jeez. You know, but she, I think she had found another man too at that time. So. Yeah. But it, I, I got to see that firsthand. I'm like, oh, you guys are together because of me. This is weird. I'm and not even like, here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even here all the time. I'm here six weeks out of the summer. This is crazy. All right. That's what we do in love. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. Okay. So number five, they mold themselves to be who you think, who they think you want. In some cases, a love bomber might per purposefully try to morph into your perfect match by always agreeing with everything that you say or everything that you want to do. The key here is that this behavior is not really who they are or even who they seem to be when they we first met. Mm. You may notice inconsistencies in what they said when you first met versus how they act now. Ooh, so they it's a sales pitch yes right? oh I, I didn't i say this at the beginning of yes. our relationship every like there would be times yes. i'd be like no sales pitch yes. <laughs> so funny dude. oh my god the sales it's like oh you love uh hot yoga even though this person literally has never fucking stepped into I hot do yoga. that too yeah i've been doing it for like seven years um well, you know babe actually i didn't even tell you but i've been doing zumba this entire time <laughs> i'm really good at zumba god. um <laughs> I want to know who your instructor is because uh, it's a personal trainer. <laughs> it's a uh, YouTube classes I'm doing. I'm doing YouTube. You know that guy on YouTube? Yeah. yeah guy. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, Number six, they say, I love you very fast. Mm. It usually takes time for people to fall in love and feel comfortable enough to say that while it varies from couple to couple. The average time someone takes to confess their love is like three months, whereas a love bomber might say it in like days or weeks. What was, uh, what was our timeline on that? Like a month. Okay. We're... No. Not, I not a month for you. Not a month from when we first met. It was a month after you came back around. No. A month after we first met? It was like six weeks, maybe. Damn. Yeah, so maybe we were like a little, you know. But it varies, babe. It and you does. Know what? I was just thinking to myself today that the woman that I met has completely morphed into this controlling, like, I am held captive, folks. I don't want to do this podcast. She, I'm shackled to the floor right now, yo. You don't even understand. Oh, my God. I'm just going to turn this shit off right <laughs> See now. what I mean? Now, come get me, please. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. If it feels too soon or too good to be true, it probably is. We, even though things progressed with us quickly, I, it was mutual. Yeah, it was very natural. It like, wasn't like. Nothing was forced. And I feel like you were kind of hesitant about saying it back because you wanted to say it in person because when we first said it i think it was via text oh right okay i do remember this uh -huh. yeah 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 that uh i just wanted to make sure everything was legit you know so i just wanted to even though things were going pretty fast um but also like a natural pace i still wanted to kind of you know take things a little bit slow mm -hmm. you know just make sure that things do work out because you know life is crazy shit does happen and things yeah. do change so yeah. um but so far it's it's been great it's actually it's gotten better the more that we've gotten to know each other too mm -hmm. it's been it's like the the puppy love is kind of just morphed into like the puppy the, the puppy love like you're you're in love with the idea of the person but like once you transfer into the fact that like this person is actually you know who i want to be with and like i love this person for who they are it just keeps getting better there's not really anything where i'm like i don't know man she snores like a grown man she snores really bad at night i don't know if i can do this you know like it's a deal breaker there's nothing like that you know no bad breath no body odors nothing like that we're good you know i'm a pretty clean i like things pretty clean so same okay this is good um so you know i do i do want to like 
just it, it the whole timeline thing about how quickly you should like feel things or say things that is like totally going to be up to y'all yeah there's no equation for it so important that y'all are on the same wavelength right if like there's one person who's like i'm in love with you and the other person's just like okay you know like obviously you're not on the same fucking page right and like i said it's okay to pump somebody's brakes yeah it's, it's you're not don't feel bad about slowing someone down someone down because you're just saving yourself and you're saving their feelings too mm-hmm. you're protecting them from getting too ahead of themselves right right okay number seven they guilt trip you for having boundaries a love bomber might get upset or guilt trip you if you set up a boundary such as asking them to move slower in a relationship Mm -hmm. or if you tell them that you don't feel ready to say i love you back yet Mm. however they might say something like oh i thought we had something special or i thought you were different but i guess Mm. you're just like everybody else jeez Mm -hmm. i would get out of there probably folks (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i mean i'd be like "Mm." The guilt trip for me is a fucking red flag. Right. And listen, folks, the way you do the way the way you do some things is the way you do most things. And if they're going to act like that over something small and petty at the beginning of the relationship, I mean, you can only imagine what it's going to look like when, you know, shit hits the fan Mm -hmm. and you guys are together living together like this person might not be stable enough to take the the shit that life has to throw at them. You know, some people break down really quick. Other people can kind of figure it out. But some people break down really easily and and you want somebody that's going to be strong that can handle shit that comes at them in life on their own. And then, yeah, so. Yeah, very good. Okay, number eight, they commit to you super quickly. (laughs) I think I might be sort of guilty about this shit, but it's fine. Um, If a love bomber commits to you as a boyfriend or girlfriend very shortly, it can be a red flag. It was the same. It was the first first two or three days. Okay. No, it was the day we met on the on the app. She's like, I'm deleting the app. I found what I want. And I said, Love Bomb, the Love Bomb sirens are going off. She was like, um, you want my number? Because oh, I'm just going to text you. And then I'm going to delete the, I'm deleting the app because I found what I want. This is it. I love when the algorithm gives me what I want. Listen, there's a difference between knowing what you want and lacking boundaries and lacking awareness or just being a perpetual relationship whore. Mm, yeah okay right because somebody who's gonna commit to quickly is gonna commit to anything quickly they're not gonna have any kind of um discernment about what the type of person that they choose sure so i think it's just important like if somebody commits to you quickly after having a long string of singleness because it's just like oh well i haven't met somebody like you and i want to lock you down Mm. i think that's different than like somebody who's just like i just have like 17 fucking exes yeah, that, that could be problematic. <laughs> you know, right? everybody's met the parents and stuff. You're yeah. like, damn, you're like, so you start to come around, and your parents have met two people. Yeah, same with mine, yeah. right? And so it's like that's just one of those you're number things. three. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're number three as well too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's I feel like the the one chick Statler on the ninety days. She probably has a ton of ex. A ton. Oh, God, it's crazy. Yeah, they probably all have the same like. And she loved all of them. Story. Yeah. They were all she wanted to get married with everybody. Yes. It's great. <laughs> all right. And last but not least, number nine, they want to move in ASAP. While moving together is obviously a part of a relationship, it typically comes further down the line as you have like figured out, are you compatible? Do you like spending this much time together? Are you, you know, both clean? I will give a timeline on that, I would say. What is the timeline? Wait, wait, hold on. Okay, sorry. So the difference between, you know, normal people and uh, love bombers is that they try to move in with you early as a way to manipulate you because they want to basically like in 
infiltrate your life. Right. They want if you're living it's the together. Control thing. Yeah, if they're living together, they're gonna be like, You're gonna go out with your friends? No yes. Way. It's much easier to manipulate and control you when they're in your physical space. I think a good time frame, even though we we were we've been saying this whole time, move at your own pace, stuff like that. Um I, I the people that have moved in right away, I would say like within the first six months to a year that moved in right away you don't really know someone until you've lived with them right so i think that the right way to do it the people that have done that i've seen don't really tend to work out or there's some differences on how some people operate versus the other person whether it's sleep schedules or whatever um i think that a, a good way to kind of break that in is just you know kind of start staying with each other at each other's places you know a couple maintain times a week spots. stuff like that maintain your spots you need to always have a spot to go to um and then I think, you know, if after a year of, of maybe two, three times a week, four times a week, if you guys are spending a, that many, you know, many nights together, I think it's kind of time to start talking about the finances aspect and mm -hmm. being like, look, one of our places is sitting empty all the time. Mm -hmm. um, there's things you can do, Airbnb, all that stuff. But it's like, hey, I'm paying. 1800 bucks a month at this place you're paying 1800 bucks at your place if if we can join that together we're saving money we're all as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads linkedin has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience that's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Already pretty much living together. And I think we that's enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. never want yeah. anybody to move in together for just strictly financial Yeah, that's reasons. not the move. Because if you can't, I'm always like, if you can't afford to pay for the place by your damn self, right. you should not be living there with somebody else because yeah. you just never know. And then the last thing you want is to be trapped in a financially abusive relationship where like now you can't get out because mm. shit, I can't pay this rent by myself. Yeah, yeah. And I know that was something that benefited me in my divorce. Like when I was looking for a house, you know, before when we were still married, I was like, I want to know that I can pay this shit by myself right. if I had to. And I have been having to do that for the past, <laughs> you know, over you moved about in. a year now. Um, and it's honestly like a really empowering place to be because you know that you're in that environment with that person. 
out of pure like desire and it's not out of obligation mm, yeah yeah that's that's great I, I love that because anytime you start to let something like anything negative weigh on the relationship uh, that's why I'm really big about having conversations in our relationship and stuff too. Anything that ne that holds negative energy is going to start weighing on the relationship, and if it goes unspoken, it's going to manifest and bubble on the on you know underneath the surface, and eventually it's going to pop like a volcano, mm -hmm. right? And and all of a sudden there's going to be so much shit that's been attached to this one source of negative negativity. They're like, I don't like the way you shower, or I don't like the way you wash dishes. It could get crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. It can get very petty if if someone starts to feel a little bit of resentment yeah. resentment is the devil it is not good. oh that's a the relationship killer if for you sure. feel resentment for anything you need to talk about it and get it handled and because it will it will kill you guys yeah like the relationship it, it will kill it, you especially when you move in together like those little things do add up right yeah, if you yeah. have like completely different philosophies on like how to cook how to clean how to pay the bills like you know even shit like what fucking paint colors to paint your house like right. everything can become a point of contention if y'all just don't know how to have conversations a hundred percent so it's just like at the end of the day communication is the foundation of any healthy relationship and uh, when you're dealing with a narcissist or a love bomber that communication is going to feel off it's not going to feel like reciprocal it's not going to feel like there's actually some sort of compromise that's possible it's going to be just manipulation control and all the shit that you know you don't want as part of a relationship i think that it, i think it really boils down to the fact that they have an agenda mm -hmm. there's an ulterior motive mm -hmm. so if someone is 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 giving you those vibes if someone is, is if their behavior and that what how they're talking to you and, and their actions and all that stuff all that if they feel like whoa you have some type of agenda going on maybe you should dissect and try to see if maybe they are love bombing you and then also look at your life and see what they're trying to gain out of that are they trying to get control of you are they trying to get like into your finances like you got to figure out what's going on are they trying to live with you because they're broke and and they need they, they don't want to pay their rent so they're just looking for somebody to kind of mooch off of it, 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 can get, it can get very deep too so yeah fantastic i love that yeah that was man. A good segment watch out for the narcissist y'all watch out for the love bombing but you know make sure that you're not trying to be a fucking psychoanalyst also on every single person because yeah. just this whole blanket you know prophesizing on people is just kind of whack everybody's a therapist now it's yeah. great i love it yeah <laughs> okay so uh before we get into the reddit thread there's another topic that um has kind of been weighing on both of us a little bit mm -hmm. and it's this idea of like why do we go back why do we go back to shit when somebody shows you who they are the first time yeah and we both have scenarios in our past relationships where we've been done dirty mm -hmm. we had every reason not to go back everybody around you is like are bitch you are you crazy like right. what the fuck and you end up going back and the same shit happens again or even worse right and that's the the final straw right like why isn't the first time the last time for a lot of people and i know plenty of folks you know including i talked to my sister about this too because she has her own um relationship story and you can hear more about that on the watch a star podcast shout out to you hey shout out to you girl and uh that's you know awesome. she had ex been experiencing physical abuse and when I asked her, like, okay, how many times did this shit happen before, like, it actually ended up him getting arrested and the whole shit? And it was, like, three or four times. Jeez. And I'm just, like, as someone who's never been physically abused, the idea of letting somebody punch me in the face more than once can't fucking wrap my head around that. Yeah. But 
I'm also the person that allowed my ex to cheat on me multiple times right. when if it was me objectively looking out at somebody the first time somebody, you know, one of my friends would tell me, oh, he cheated on me. Well, hey, bitch, leave. So <laughs> right. what is it about like you going through the thing that makes you like blind to how like serious the situation it's got to be love right it's got to be love it's got, love is crazy mental illness maybe I, I don't know if that's uh maybe maybe i, I know i have my own it's mental delusion. illnesses but... maybe it's not love maybe it's like fucking delusion well love makes us do crazy things it does and love clouds our judgment there's, there's a thousand sayings right so i i know in my experience as well too you know i i had no business going back um this was no good for anybody uh mom was like on the verge of like not talking to me because of it uh, you know but i'm just like head down i know love and i'm gonna you know make this work and it's fine you know shit she didn't really she mean it so yeah she didn't really mean it and uh, you know you end up fighting and, and trying to make it better you know and, and try to sell that person to everybody else that saw them do you dirty so i i think that it's you know love makes us blind it's you know just how it is you know and i think that it takes um it takes like a drastic event um like it happened with you like it happened with me it happened with your sister i think it takes a drastic event to like really sit back and be like wow this person literally does not give a fuck about me as far as like they might tell me to my face that they love me they might show me with with you know actions and stuff like that but when it comes down to like when something's bad or you're upset and like you resort to these tactics and um just like real cruel and, and you try to mess people's people's situations up and stuff um you know if someone tries to hurt you in any type of way um love makes you do crazy things and, and unfortunately these people can get to the point where they love you so much they get so frustrated so much that mm. they just they don't know how to handle it they just freak out and they end up doing some shit and then once they calm down a few days later they come back around i'm so sorry i didn't mean to do that i uh, you know whatever that's abusive though like it is. I, it's, it's a cycle the cycle oh. of abuse is absolutely that's what that is you, what you're describing and i think you know maybe it's just kind of one of those things where like it's the horse with the blinders on yeah. where it's just like it's it feels normal the dysfunction feels normal after a while it's almost like you become you learn how to survive it you learn mm -hmm. how to just like you, you start to enjoy the good as much as you can because you know you're just going to deal with some bad it's mm -hmm. almost like this is a trade-off it's almost like a business transaction i know i'm gonna have to pay taxes right that's like the taxes <laughs> of those relationships it's like man i'm having a great time at dinner or out with our friends but i know that she's drinking you hang, and, hang on to those and i know moments. when i get home i'm gonna have to pay this the tax on this relationship she's gonna freak out she's gonna do something um and that's just no way to live i wonder i i didn't really grow up in a physically abusive uh household but um you know my stepmom never would really like come around and apologize and whatever she just was what it was but i wonder with parents that abuse their children i wonder if they're doing that tactic you know if they're mm. like no i you know like you know they they do whatever they do and then later on or something they're like hey you know you want some mcdonald's oh, yeah. or something like some fucked up shit like that i know i've seen people do that with animals too you know like freak the fuck out because they peed on the carpet and then like 10 minutes later they they feel bad right yeah. and then they're, like they're over there trying to cuddle the cat and the cat's just like fucking shaking like they can't trust you you know if you were so. abused you know more than likely you're going to um, you know unless you get therapy and whatever you might attract people that feel familiar mm -hmm. which would be abusive people right right so it's also like 
it's up to us to have that self-awareness and to do the inner work to realize like what the fuck am i attracting why is this happening and it always obviously comes back to your childhood and whatnot and we talk more about that on the um, episode around like are how are your parents affecting your relationships but i think um you know looking back objectively now being out of that abusive that emotionally abusive relationship that i was in it's just like you just tell yourself shit to talk yourself out of what's the reality like for me it was kind of just like i was being manipulated by a narcissist you know and gaslit or like made to think like what i was thinking was not actually what was happening i was really convinced that like i was the problem Mm. i was just too much i was too demanding i was not uh supportive i was um too naggy you know complain too much and it was just like no actually it's not okay for your fucking husband to be out till three o'clock in the morning Facts or like not even coming home at all and it's not fucked. or not coming home at yeah, all or fucked. disappearing or your phone's off for 12 hours yeah, or, that's crazy. you know but it's like you just around the right person that knows how to manipulate you mm-hmm. and when you've been broken down so much it's very easy to just being fucking manipulated yeah and let's not forget you know the this person is the person that is closest to you this yeah. is the person that is the, the the most inside that someone can get i don't have my parents very inside i don't have you know the, the two closest people in my life are still not that inside yeah. you know janice is the most inside and even like from my best friend rich like we're like brothers there's still certain things. Mm-hmm. So this person that's the closest to you that you've let in with all your guard down, you know, which is what you're supposed to do. You should be able to do that. It should be a safe place. That should be something that that person cherishes and yeah. tries to protect. Um, and then once that person takes that and runs with it and, and does whatever they do, um, you know, you, you want to see the best in that person. Maybe you do see the best in that person. And then like you, you see these things happen and you're just like, I know this is no good, mm-hmm. but I also know that the person has the potential to be a really good person. I've seen it, whatever. Yeah. And there's a lot of self-justification that happens. And all yeah. of a sudden you, like you said, you, you trick yourself, you know, to, to, to forgive this person. Plus it doesn't help that they're over here with the, the words of magic to be like, no, this is the problem or you're the problem or, or it'll never happen again. Whatever people can say to get you to be like, no, okay, it's fine. I forgive yeah. you. I think it also, some of fear of like the unknown or like starting over definitely plays in, you know, especially if it's like a long ass relationship, like you're like, oh my God, I'm going to start over at like after 15 years or something like, fuck that. You don't even know what that looks like. And you have all the memories with that too. You know, I'm a big memories guy. I like pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of those things that like, unfortunately with, with my exes, it's like, I don't really look back on the things that we did more of like the era of my life that i was in but i don't look back or i don't have pictures like, no it's none of that because yep. they they've just fucked it up yeah you know? yeah which sucks to not be able to look back on certain parts of your life when you were genuinely pretty happy you know there was good moments you know and it's like you don't even there you don't even remember them because mm-hmm. it's outweighed by all the bad yeah you know i think the thing that sucks too about being the person that like sticks around after the first time is like once your friends and family know what has gone down now you got to take on this additional responsibility of fucking defending yeah. your decision and defending this person. Yep. And they're never going to look at them the same. Never. They're they always going to be like public enemy around. number one. Yeah. Might not even want them around. And what that does, unfortunately, oftentimes is that isolates y'all 
and allows you to now be even more manipulatable or more controllable because now it's like fuck my friends and family don't even want to fuck with me because of this person right you're my only person like you're the only support i have and if you're with a fucking narcissist gosh you've just given them the fucking yeah, golden it. platter here yeah. do whatever you want because now it's just me and you against the world damn bonnie and clyde shit yeah i got you on my keychain now that's it (laughs) you are my rabbit's foot you know so i think that that's where shit gets real dicey because it's like it's it's like a way heavier lift now trying to justify the decision and then defend this person always when you're out with people who are like oh we know we know who you really are you know, sad to say, folks, um, unfortunately, these are lessons that we all have to go through. Yeah. You know, it's it'd be it's a it'd be very rare for someone to go through life uh, and having a relationship or really any relationship in general and not go through uh, some type of hurt or something. You know, I know in a perfect world, that's what we would all want. But I think that in the you know, in the pain um Later on in life, you kind of get to use that pain and and stay away from it. You Mm -hmm. only touch the stove once, right? So um, you have to deal with these people. You have to go through what you go through. But then you end up on the other side, a way better person to yourself. And and you know how to guard yourself. And you know who you want around you. And that is going to make you a better person. And at the end of the day, that's going to make you a better person for the person you you end up being with. So I I think that... As bad as it does suck, uh, maybe some of you younger viewers out there and stuff or people that are restarting, uh, as bad as it does suck, you're going to have to cut your teeth a little bit. And, you know, love comes with pain. It just it's just what it is. You know, it's it's some of the best feelings in the world and it's some of the worst feelings in the world, too. So um, that's that's my goal on that <laughs> i love it <laughs> don't give up y'all don't give up no, never that's that. the story yeah yeah and um i always say i wouldn't change anything the way my life has gone down had had to happen the way it had happened for us to be here today yes ma'am absolutely so, i you know? agree the same way we were actually just talking to your mom about that too mm-hmm. and uh because your parents have been together for so long and she was you know giving us their story which would have been great to have on the podcast oh she's but... going to be on the show don't worry okay Good. So you guys will be able to get that whole story. It's a beautiful story, but but um, those people are just so connected. Your mm-hmm. parents are so connected. Um, you know, they've they've been through so much. They've built this whole life together. They have, I mean, seen each other evolve into like thirty different versions. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, and countless memories and countless more to go too. It's crazy. You yeah. know, and it, I just love that. I think that that's uh, something that should be very respected, and and it has it's a very high value couple right there as far as their communication and their connection and stuff they they know each other inside and out i think we could use more advice from the older folks who've kind of done this shit you know like yeah. that's one of the things um Rao alejandro came out with a new song Ooh. basically like professing his love one last time to rosalia and Ooh. one of the lyrics in the song says couples nowadays don't last we need more advice from the older folks to help us understand like how to make these relationships work yes and he's so right you know like y'all talk to your elders okay especially the grandparents the parents who've been together for 40 plus years the ones that actually still like each other because we all know there's couples out there who just have not gone divorced even though they should (laughs) have because they're fucking toxic but separate bedrooms and (laughs) abuelitos that are like still grabbing each other's asses at the family barbecue like talk to those people because they obviously have figured it out um you know they got the secrets yeah i'm here for that (laughs) i'm so here for that energy (laughs) all right babe i think it's time to hop into our am i the asshole reddit thread for this week okay i am not going to read the whole thing folks because it is literally maybe 
it's a novel graphs but we read it together before and you know we had to go through a few of them some of them were pretty juicy but this one i wanted to kind of go down um instead of you know someone cheating on somebody or something like that i wanted to go down the path of um co-parenting parents that have to deal with like legal battles with their child and stuff like that because i kind of grew up in that and um you know it's it's not it's not on the same spectrum of cheating, but it ha- it carries the same weight because they end up using the child as a tool and stuff like that. And it can get very nasty, maybe even nastier than even just cheating on mm-hmm. somebody, you know, because now you're 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 bringing in a, a whole ass another human being that has to witness this and, and yeah. stuff like that. So um, anyways, I'll give you guys a little rundown through basically uh, what this what this woman went through. So she met her she met her ex, her baby daddy, uh, when she was 18 and he was 19. They end up going to college together, and then um, right around when she turned 23, she found out she was pregnant. Um, when she found out she was pregnant, uh, he did not want the child at all. He was like, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to graduate, uh, start my career with whatever he's got going on. He, he comes, was going to medical school. Okay. And he also, he came from a wealthy, a wealthy, uh, a wealthy background as well, too. So um, she grew up... Um, in kind of a, a rough background, her father has mental illness, stuff like that. So her family is not affluent like, like his family is. So anyways, um, after begging him to, to be a part of the, fa- the baby's life and stuff, because she wasn't going to get an abortion, um, his family ended up reaching out to her and saying, look, we are going to give you monthly installments and basically going to pay you off for him not to be a father he's got too much going on um we'll just give you a check we'll, we'll and and it is what it is you don't have to worry about it you'll get a check every month on the same day until the child is 18 whatever why do i feel like this is not the first time these people do this oh rich families this oh is, my this is God. how they do it right it's this is how wild. this is just the tip of the iceberg oh these folks God. get a lot a lot of stuff done they make duis disappear and shit um so anyways at first, she said no. Um, she called him assholes and told him that the baby was going to have a dad. She wanted him to be around, even if it was going to be split custody. I don't think at this time they were actually, they were obviously not going to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, she took sole custody. It's been seven years, right? Raising this little girl. And every month she's been getting a check on the same day, never late, nothing like that, right? So the family kept their word, as they should. Well, he popped up. He popped up on the seven-year-old's uh, seven-year-old's birthday, and he says he's ready to be a father now. Um, he wants to fight for custody. He wants joint custody. He wants to split visitation, and uh, you know, as far as the monthly payments, she didn't really get into if that's going to keep going or not. I would assume it probably would. I don't know. I bet he would be like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be a dad, so you can get no money." Well, it's not his money, right? It's that's the true. grandparents. So true. maybe the grandparents are they just like just have a trust fund for the baby already and it's just probably coming out of there or something Uh right so um anyways so with her family and friends they were they were giving her advice right at first they her family and friends i'll go back sorry when she first said no to the money and uh she had to get advice from all her family and friends to be like look you're you're gonna be a single mother and they're offering to do this uh you don't have to go through the legal battles and worry about garnished paychecks and stuff which is sometimes could be 90 dollars a month you know if the guy's a bartender you're not going to get any money yeah so anyway she ended up taking the money he ends up coming back around and she is fighting tooth and nail to keep him from the child now her question to the reddit thread is am i the asshole for keeping the father of my seven-year-old from being a father 
And I think um, I'm going to get your feedback on this, but I think that uh, I think that she's not in the wrong uh, for feeling that way. But (laughs) if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I don't think that she's in the wrong for feeling that way, um, but I do, unfortunately, he is the father, right? And, and, and he does want to come back around. I guess he got a little bit older, more mature, stuff like that. I feel like everybody has the right to at least try to step up. Um, you know, sometimes it's when they're young like this. Sometimes it's when they're older, you know? So I... I I'm kind of mixed on it, but I don't think that he should have, you know, one week on one week off. Maybe he gets her for, you know, a Friday and Saturday, a couple times a month or something. It's kind of a a sticky situation. You know, I know that she's getting the money every month. Maybe that's adding to her not wanting him to be around. Maybe that there's a contingency on, you know, we're going to pay you the payments until he's ready to come back around. And then once he comes back around, he'll just take it on himself and you guys figure it out. I I don't know. So um, there was a couple of updates on there, but no updates on the fact that like where they've gone or anything. She was just kind of answering questions because it was so long. She went into so much detail about how she grew up and stuff. But what are your thoughts? What would you do? I mean, you're... um, Someone in your family, I won't get into the details, but you, you do have somebody in your family who has a similar situation, right? The, the, the person, you know, signed away the rights, stuff like that. And uh, I, I, I guess he did come back before, and that's when he signed away the rights or something. But, like, you know, how, how, what do you think this girl should do? Like, this is, um, should he be, I mean, if he's a good guy, you know, it sounds like he's probably a doctor and stuff. I don't think I, I don't he's know. a good guy, though, because a good guy doesn't fucking renege on his. She's so tricky. It's <laughs> responsibility of being a dad and just come back around because, oh, I have the time now. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm petty as fuck. I'd be like, no, damn, like you're not entitled. Like who are you to come in here and start trying to have a relationship? Like the little girl has literally never met this man. Right. You're like legit in her head. You're leaving me with a stranger. You might say he's my dad. I don't fucking know this guy. Right. You know? And then it's like, what is that message sending to her daughter? Like just accept the affection of any man who just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess it does get pretty deep like that, right? Because no matter what, um, when I was going through a little bit of that, I was always so happy to see my mom. I never had any resentment towards my mom for not being there or whatever the case is. I never felt like she gave me up or anything. So I was always happy to see her, regardless of what was happening, no matter what type of legal issue she put my dad through, which was a lot. He's very, he has a lot of resentment in his heart towards that woman for that. So 
Um, I would assume that from the little girl's perspective, it's probably a little different because, you know, the little girl with the mom, you know, they're going to be a little bit closer. I was pretty close with my dad, too. So I wonder I wonder if the little girl's like, yeah, I would love to meet my dad because some kids are like that. And then other kids are like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Like, I guess I would I would probably lean on the little girl because she's old enough to make a, a rash decision like that. Well, I'd be like, do you want to meet though, you? Right? Yeah, but I'd be like, you know do you want to meet your real dad? Like, mm. is that something that you want to do? You want to wait until, you know, later on down the road when you're more, more grown, you don't want to wait till you're like in the double digits, then we can revisit the idea. But like, I think I would kind of leave it up to her because at the end of the day, she's going to be the adult that's carrying all this trauma with her. And I think that it, it would do a lot to like, at least come at her like an adult a little bit and be like, Hey, I know this is a tough decision, but do you want to, do you want to get to know your dad? You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know what type of shit he's on or what he's got going on. I don't know, you know, how he is, but is that something you want to do? She might be like, yes, or she might be like, no, I don't fucking know the guy, you know? Okay. So as someone who has multiple friends who are single moms and has watched that play out in a lot of different forms, I would feel like if it was me, I'd be hella resentful. Would you leave it up to the little girl's decision, though, or no? I would you like? Would you let I her have any weight? I mean, would you ask her okay. at least? Or I would ask her. And I do have a friend who has been in a very similar situation. Her daughter is, I want to say, like nine or ten, and her father has been in and out of her life in various degrees over time. And she got to a point where she's like, "I don't want to see dad anymore. Oh, okay. I don't want to spend time with him anymore." That's different because. You know, they didn't have a formal custody agreement, but it was kind of just like, you see her when you see her. And he started being the type of dude that was like, he would make plans to see her and then he wouldn't follow through. And I guess the little girl got tired of like being disappointed. And sure, she, yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm not going to force my daughter to have a relationship with somebody. Just letting her down. Because that's her father. So I think in this case, it's almost like, Yes, let them make a decision, but also I think she might be too young to actually like know what she wants, right? And I want to say around the age of 13 is when you can actually decide to like advocate for yourself in that space of a custody situation. Sense, yeah. Because at that point, you know, they're a little bit older, they can have a little more like they're just capable of making like a more impactful decision around sure. something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a mom. But I feel like if I was, I'd be a fucking really protective mom that would be like, fuck you. You're not having a relationship with well, your child. Well, plus two, it's like a scorned woman too. Right? Yeah. You're going to be very scorned too. So that's where it gets tricky when it gets into the whole using the child as a tool thing. Yeah. Because I know, like you just said, you're over here hurt and you're like, no, fuck you. But I still think in that situation, I still think that you need to at least let the child feel like they have some type of say and let him show his ass right like if he's going to be the type of dude that comes in and out of her life let him do that to her mm -hmm. yeah. don't be the reason why she doesn't get to experience a relationship with him because maybe he ends up being father of the year yeah he could come around and really be solid you know and that that might be cool but then also the guys that that do that they kind of end up being like look i make four hundred thousand dollars a year i'm gonna fucking take full custody There's oh no see that's the thing custody they do that you know she's probably stressed out about that too because she knows that he has the financial wherewithal to like literally take her ass to court yeah, and, like, once he gets a little bit once he gets a little bit she once she grants him a little bit of custody he she opens the door for him to take that shit all the way to the courts 
all the way. It's hard. Um, I think this is reminding me why I chose not to become a parent in my last, you know, relationship in my yeah. marriage because you guys got I could close, not even right? no. Oh, no. It was never a thing. Oh, it was way before. Oh. Sorry, my bad. I've always been very uh, wishy-washy about the idea of parenthood in general, yeah. and then when I see these stories and I've experienced like the child custody drama through my friends and family, I'm like, fuck this, okay? This well, plus, shit is like, crazy. Plus, you know, um we're in our thirties, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's nice to have freedom too, you know? And, and I, I, I understand that, that having a child is a special thing and it's a special feeling and it's a special love. And that's great. I love that for the people that do that. I, I, I love that. And, uh, but it's never been anything that something I've really truly craved too much. And I think that I always thought that that might change once I fall in love with somebody like, because that's usually what happens, right? You fall in love with somebody you want to, like you want to like show your love by creating life with that person. And I, that's a beautiful thing too. But um, I, I just, like I said, there's people out there that have had kids for us. You know, there's some people that have five, six, seven kids and you have no business having that many kids. So you've had kids for the people out here that have our, <laughs> our own like financial freedom and we can like take trips and like go to dinner and we don't have to like buy the cheap stuff because we have seven mouths to feed. Like yeah. I love that for us. Yeah, it's and great. I think it's you have to also factor in like your own childhood experience, right? Yeah, when man. you if you yeah. grow up poor, the last thing that you want is to like maybe have a child when you're not a hundred percent financially where you want to be, or right. even career wise or relationship wise or whatever. There could be so many different factors that play into like, is this the right time? And I know there's people that will say, Well, there's never the right time. You're right, never gonna right. be prepared. Right. But there's also like I haven't been to XYZ countries yet, or I haven't gotten this, you know, level of my career yet, or I, I want to pursue a degree or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, I think that's the beauty of being human. It's, yeah, it's the, your life. It's the decisions that you get to make. Free will. That's it. That's yeah. what differentiates us, right, from the rest of uh, the species on planet Earth. And, you know, parenthood is it's a, it's a permanent thing. Oh, it's, it's forever. I, I, my dad just came down and, um, he was, he's always told me because my sister, he got remarried and I have a sister that's 10 years younger than me, my only sibling. And, uh, he's always told me like, son, if you ever have, if you ever have children, like if you're going to have a couple of children, have them pretty much back to back within a couple of years of each other. That way, you know, they get to grow up with each other. Yes. But it's more about you being able to get your life back. He's like, I, I left the house at 17 or 18, really. So he raised me to 18 from when he was 19. So he got me all the way there. He's what, 37, 38. And then my sister's seven years old, eight years old. Right. So, so he's do it still, all over again. he got a whole nother decade to go. Right. Yeah. She's just now in her sophomore year of college. And like, you know, and he's tired. Like when I saw him, you know, I'm sure the bourbon and stuff doesn't help either. You know, <laughs> shouts out to being successful, but you know, he's just tired. I can just see it on his face. You know, he's been a parent for two-thirds of his life yeah. you know it's crazy and uh you know now he gets to go and, and do his live his life and, and enjoy his money but man yeah. it's tough that it, it took him till almost 50 to get there and literally had to like 48 49 was when my sister went to college and he yeah. just had his 50th birthday and parenthood is not easy imagine. whether you're in a committed relationship or you're you know co-parenting with somebody that you used to be with i think at the end of the day you know Yes, I think a child is entitled to a relationship with their parents and yeah. they're two adults that are going to have to figure out how that relationship coexists. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah. at the end of the day, that kid did nothing to they didn't even choose ask. They to didn't be even in ask. this situation. Right, they didn't even ask. Right. Yeah.
I guess you guys just kind of got to let shit play out how it's meant to play out and, and hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, yeah. I absolutely loved this episode, right? Yeah. This was good. This was this was kind of this is kind of juicy here. <laughs> I, I'm loving our I'm loving our Reddit segment here. It's like I'm gonna have to probably find another one too. Oh no, we gotta talk about the one with the what happens when you find out that your friend is cheating on your other friend. We gotta do that one. Yeah, She's yeah, wild. yeah. That the friend circle thing is wild <laughs> because it's like everybody's everybody's telling everybody secrets and everybody's trying to keep loyal to each other, but like the tea is getting spilled left and right, and you're just like, ah, uh, you Who know, you're supposed to be loyal to. Yeah, that's actually messy. yeah. Look forward to that on the next episode. I think the next episode we might just get into infidelity in general. Yes, what the causes of the infidelities are, uh, why people do it, what's exciting about it, because um, there is a there's a excitement aspect to it you know if you're cheating with a co-worker and blah blah blah, blah you know lunch breaks and da 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 so you know we'll we, we'll get into that well you know people have work husbands and work wives and work best friends too it, it works that way too and uh it's a crazy thing it's, so. it's hella juicy oh and we can talk about the new 90 day fiance the last resort yeah that's because <laughs> there's a lot of infidelity going on in that season and, oh yeah um the one dude gave his God. life a the, the one dude the hall pass. We got to talk about the hall pass in the next episode. The guy gave him gave her a hall pass, and she. I didn't even I, know that was really a thing. Oh well, you saw the movie, right? I did, okay. but I was like, "This is a movie. This can't be fucking real life. Do people uh, actually do this?" Yeah. So actually, it, I think that it's something that might be related to marriage counseling. Oh. I, I think that it's like a thing that's like if you're okay with it or whatever. But the guy did let he he gave her a hall pass. He went and got you know a blowjob from somebody, right? And then she ends up using it and he didn't even know until they were they were sitting down in like the therapy session on the show he starts crying he's like oh my god like i gave her the pass but i didn't know that she and then he said and then he said that that morning he saw her texting the guy like, like i guess they're having so like some type of side relationship and he knows that they're talking to each other oh crazy. gosh we are gonna break down infidelity and what it looks like how to know when it's happening to you because i have some fucking personal facts information to share with y'all about that and much more so i'll give you my thoughts on open relationships too oh god the whole <laughs> pen sexual poly. polyamory thing oh we got it there's so much to talk about here. oh good maybe all of this please continue to tune in um share subscribe do all the things if you want us to actually answer your question on the show you can do a couple things you can email us at corazon chronicles podcast at gmail.com you can dm us on twitter at corazon pod <laughs> or you can DM us on Instagram at Corazon Chronicles Pod. So there's lots of places for you to find us. Get in the DMs, send us an email because we are actually answering your questions on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And the feedback has been great. I, I really love it. And um, yeah, you guys need to tune in next week because we are going to have a juicy episode. It might be like a two hour episode because, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty deep subject. There's a lot of shit to you talk know? about. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, tune in next week and uh, we will see you later. See ya. Bye.